You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Can you believe we've been friends for seven years? And it all started because I compared you to Alana the Lioness. Tamara Pierce really set the tone of our friendship. A love of magic. Briar Moss. Fantasy. Briar Moss. Powerful women. And of course, Briar Moss. I'm Anna. And I'm MJ. And we invite you to join our circle of friendship. Where we do a chapter-by-chapter deep dive into the Circle of Magic series by Tamara Pierce. We answer important questions like, how does Moonstream let certain dedicates take care of children? Can you imagine anyone else but Mandy Patinkin playing Nico? Knives, Briar. And Knives! Join us every other Monday at cofpodcast.libsyn.com or wherever you download podcasts. But seriously, Knives... Another episode of Love of Pages, the Geek Elite Media virtual book club podcast where four fantastic friends get to sit around and torture each other, amuse each other with new book picks, all sorts of things. I'm Elizabeth, and as always, I am joined by the naturally beautiful Naima, the beautiful (laughs) plastic Jessica, and and Stephen. It's me. <laughs> this week, after coming off our month of Sherlock Holmes, very serious. Ooh. Very serious. Slash slightly confusing with Steven's last pick, but very confusing. Keith, Keith's <laughs> last pick. To play the board game of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> we are lightening things up with uh, Jessica's pick of a Nora Roberts romance novel, Catching Woo-hoo. Fire. So, I will let her introduce the book here shortly, but before we get into that, because it is a book club, and I don't know how to attend a book club without a beverage in hand, we have our weekly cocktail, mocktail on Stephen's end. So, Naima, what are you picked tonight's drink, so what are we drinking? I did pick tonight's drink. I wanted it to go with the theme, and so we found a variety of fiery-themed drinks, but tonight is um, Dark and Fiery, which sounds like the name of another book, and it is also probably the lightest drink for a title called Dark and Fiery. This is true. <laughs> but it is- yeah. I literally thought that looking at the ingredients, and I was like, why is this called Dark and Fiery? And then I read the directions, and I went, oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> But, I mean, um, I really wanted to do it, ran out of time, and didn't want to have to do the extra dishes. <laughs> but for those of you listening who haven't caught on, you're supposed to light this on fire while making it. No. Wait, while you're making supposed it? to light this on fire while making it. Listen, yeah. practicing fire safety, and we have chosen not to light our drinks on fire. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it's, it's what Gulliver would want. Mm-hmm. So, Stephen, what what are you drinking this evening? I put two things together in a cup this time. Uh, So I have Sprite. Proud of you. A cocktail. Yeah, I have Sprite and then passion orange guava juice together. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Ooh, 
Uh, that sounds wonderful. And in case I run out of this, I also have a uh, Cherry Coke Zero next to me. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So, Jessica, why don't you introduce us to your pick? Why did you pick it? Um, well, I, I was told to pick a nice romance. So I'll be doing <laughs> romance novels. So, and I read Nora Roberts' books fairly regularly. And this book came out, I don't know, 10 issues? I don't know yes, when it came out, but it came out years ago. Mm. Okay, so... Eight-ish years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I liked it because it's a smoke jumper book and my father is a firefighter and I've always found smoke jumpers really awesome and amazing and to be able to find one that's like a contemporary romance with like a bit of mystery in it was like which is one of the reasons why I like Nora Roberts as a writer because she doesn't strictly do just straight romance there's always other elements going on at least so um so yeah so fighting first fires and falling in love that's yeah. what I needed after Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may have requested a romance novel, so we got something lighter as opposed to the usual uh, Jessica's always wonderful picks of young adult or new adult that always seem to be very intense. <laughs> world, do- you know, world overthrow, <laughs> some sort of dystopia. T- teenagers have yeah. dramatic insides. Their books have They're to match the drama. Going. Yeah. I mean, I completely empathize and understand this, so I get it. I just needed something a little lighter. I also will say there's like a crazy person. I needed something a little lighter. The the one thing I will point out when this is coming out for the people who will be hearing this, they will have heard the Sherlock (laughs) stuff before, and then will be separated by a month with the Forever War, which was one of our other bleak listens. So. Oh god, that was pretty that was bleak. I never thought we were ever going to publish that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh. Forever to publish the Forever War. It was yeah. our, it was our evergreen episode. Mm. So with that, <laughs> and I would still stand after the Forever War, I have been trying to figure out how we can get a light book <laughs> in this loop. <laughs> and we haven't been able to. <laughs> <laughs> my next one maybe. nobody does light books in this group which is fair knowing us one actually yeah. it's just you know books <laughs> yeah i don't, I don't wait, no. all, like, to be fair it's very hard to talk about a light book though this is, this is true I, I i brought a book where for fun people like beat up mascots in a ring in South Africa, like for funsies, and they weren't hurt. Oh, okay. Light reading. <laughs> okay, down days was not, not light. light. <laughs> those, those were involved. There was a pandemic while we were in the middle of a pandemic. This was not light reading, Stephen. <laughs> Lies. The only light reading we've had would have been my buddy cop comedy mm-hmm. with uh, A New Hope. <laughs> This was yeah, which was everybody else seemed to summarily dislike. <laughs> no, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I'm liking the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But 
to your point, Jessica, in terms of Nora Roberts not being all about the sex, I think it's not until chapter three, at least halfway through chapter two, that we actually get introduced to our romantic male lead. Our male goal. Isn't it the the whole, like, first bit? Not well, yeah. Chapter two, we're introduced to the guy, but then his entire conversation with that other guy is just like, Yeah, look at that lady over there. And then he's like, Hey, man, that's not right, but look at that lady over there. Yeah, <laughs> about sex a lot, but can we just talk about the names of these characters? Because Rowan, wonderful name, wonderful name. We're mm-hmm. like, Yes, let's give her a creative name, it's got a strong backing to it, she's got a strong personality. Describe her appearance, she it's, sounds powerful. Rowan and is also her- a tree, by the way. All of us. We named it after the pelican in Animal Crossing. I'm not <laughs> I mean, I was going to go with the name of but Yeah, I think I think I think Gulliver is more named after Gulliver who travels. I know, but it still doesn't help because that's where my brain goes. That's the most recent Gulliver <laughs> in my brain is an animal. When when did Animal Crossing come out? Oh no! This, oh, the, this one, yeah, it was like last year. Yeah, this is a new character. Yeah. So Gulliver in the Animal Crossing is way newer. Than yeah, the- G- Gull- okay. Gulliver is named so, that so because he washes Gulliver up on a Gulliver beach. Existed. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're telling me is the people who make Animal Crossing love Nora Roberts. Absolutely, That's what you're telling me the whole preface of Animal Crossing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Steven, the look on your face is spectacular you look so uncomfortable correlation is indeed causation you guys you heard it here first (laughs) okay Uh, yeah the name of male lead is questionable (laughs) i mean and you have dobby dobby libby it's a lot (laughs) yeah you have a lot of names we're gonna meet the rest of the the fire people they're gonna be like bum bum and scooter it's not going to be great, guys. It's not going to be great. The number one is Matt. You do get Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt and Joe, the two from the two brothers from Nebraska. But everyone's got nicknames. Like you have Carl, Jim, Jim, Jim. Yeah, you Jim, have, yeah. You have what is it? Trigger or something? Mm-hmm. Like all of them. Cards. Have... Trigger. One gets named Chainsaw. What's the one that's Which... Brooklyn, Russia? Like that's what's his name? <laughs> what's uh, you have Jim. Southern. Yeah, they call Rowan's her... name is Swede. Yeah, what's the uh, other girl's oh, name? Fast feet. Yeah. Oh yeah, goals fast feet. Hey, I don't. Make I it. don't. It, it, they they went with like a nineteen forties like military set of nicknames. It's, it's weird. I gotta tell you, one of the girls it's still pretty Bart? common today. With my oh no, no, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just how these people are. <laughs> But so, yeah, no, we, we got some weird names. But um, as far as things go, I liked the opening of the actual book when I got to it. Um, the, the, <laughs> that, that's a story for another part later on in this podcast. But uh, I, I did like the opening of the stuff, the way they chose to actually introduce us to the people through the test thing, which I think is basically the same opening as the Shannara Chronicles TV show. <laughs> Never seen the Shannara Chronicles TV show, but... I'd be interested, I guess. If... It's fine. Never seen it either. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yes, now the opening scene, we get introduced to our main character, Rowan. Although, to be fair, we switch between her perspective, Gulliver's perspective, and her father's perspective pretty yeah. frequently. So, well, we don't get to her father's perspective till A later, later. In, yeah. into the first section. Which is but, adorable, honestly. <laughs> it's super cute. Um, but we open with a death. Because I asked for something light. And so we have to start with somebody dying in a fire. Listen, little yeah. bit. Like, you had to start off strong so you weren't like, oh, and then he dies. No, it's like, it happened. Well, it's just light. For the yeah, now, now we can move on. <laughs> I said I had to have one death. There ends up with blood smearing on the walls. There's blood. It's not like anyone I mean, he didn't describe it. You just got that he landed in the wrong spot. No, no, no they Listen, basically said he ended with. I heard him scream. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> he went into trees that were on fire, and the last thing she heard was a scream. And we're only experiencing this through her recurring nightmares. Yeah, talk about something that will haunt you for the rest of your life, especially if the girlfriend like brandished a knife at your face. After being pregnant, and she's like, you all killed him. And I'm like, how old is this woman? That is my question. How old is Dolly that she's, like, threatening people with a knife? Not so very old. There's blood on people's walls. Yeah. I am hoping, I am hoping to God, like, 21. <laughs> it's like, I'm getting confusing, like, oh, she's really young and, like, weirdly vengeful. But also, she's talking like she's in her, like, 30s. Going I don't know if there's a good age for that. I don't think there's a good age for that at any I'm hoping we at least have the excuse of her prefrontal cortex not fully well, being developed yet. <laughs> I'm hoping for this excuse. <laughs> you know, that whole regulation of emotions. Like, she's, she's still got pregnancy brain. I don't know how old her baby is in the course of this, but it's been some time. And so the baby's yeah. at least a couple months, I mm -hmm. think, old. Yeah. Well, they got to be because because yeah. she remembers him dying, yeah. like a little bit ago. Oh yeah. Yes. So it opens with death <laughs> through Rowan's nightmares, and then we jump right into the next summer's training camp, which occurs in the spring, where mm -hmm. she gets where we get all the new recruits, including Gulliver. We go through the training. We get them introduced. Gulliver falls madly in love instantaneously because he's a helpless romantic, which he admits to. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the big bar scene where Rowan takes out the three guys and then they take it out on Dobby. And then Gulliver oh, comes to Dobby because we have to show that both of our main characters have okay. serious mad fighting skills. It's not just tough as karate. It's not just fires. No. So, and then we get a couple of the fire jumps. Yep. One, you know, one exclusively from Rowan's perspective, the other from both their perspective. In between those two, we get the emergence of Dolly who is the crazy lady mm -hmm. because you have to have a crazy lady. Um, yep. It's just, 
a guarantee, who Jim, Rowan's jump partner for the day on the day that he died last year, had been hooking up with, and who is claiming that she has had Jim's baby, and that Jim was super excited about it the morning that he died when she told him, which is, by all intents and purposes from everybody else's account, pretty suspect. But she was very excited. Um, And she blames Rowan in particular, but all of the flight jumpers for, or all the fire jumpers, smoke jumpers for his death. It's Mm -hmm. all their fault because they control the wind. It has nothing to do with the fact that, it has nothing to do with the fact that Jim chose an inherently risky job. And also (laughs) went into it completely stressed out, jittery. And I was like, yeah, this is fine. I'm fine. It's cool. Yeah. I like his whole thing was like, yeah, no, no, it's cool. I got it. I'm going to go left. Uh Oh, like what, sir? Yeah. So Dolly gets rehired because she was a base camp cook the summer before. And we find out that after Jim's death, she unclear if she just brandished the knife at Rowan, if she managed to go chase Rowan with the knife because apparently Marge, the head cook took it from her very quickly Mm. because I picture Marge as like a Molly Weasley or a Madame Pomfrey but like harder okay yeah Yeah. okay yeah if if we're like when they get angry they're just like nope (laughs) (laughs) not my knife Uh, no, but not like, gonna happen. Uh, if we're um, talking about people that people look like, have any of you guys watched the show Crossing Jordan when that was on TV back in the day? Yes, I I I imagine Rowan being Jordan from the show, and then her dad being the her dad. That no, um, uh, brunette. Um, Rowan. Oh, I, I thought you, Rowan was blonde. I thought you said the blonde. Sorry, not but blonde. No, no, no. Yeah. no. Yeah, no, but yeah, I imagine her from this and then the dad, her dad, the detective guy as the dad. Seems like a person who would be cast in a a romance novel or whatever like this. And then her dad. So this is a question that I do have. Sorry to interrupt, Elizabeth. Did you all imagine these characters to look like? Because for some reason, anytime I read romance novels, my brain immediately goes to which characters do I think are attractive purely from how my brain is processing what they're saying and what they would look like. You saying that her dad looks like possibly the dad from Crossing Jordan has right. just that bubble into an entire <laughs> bubble of tiny little unput together Humpty Dumpty type situational. The actor piece. is not I handsome. Can't. He is not handsome. Yeah, he's not. A yeah, handsome. no. No offense uh, to whatever. Iron Man Trip is handsome. <laughs> uh, I picture Iron Man Trip as I've got a. I, I, I don't know the name. <laughs> Dang it! Yeah, that's that's the the process I normally go through with all romance novels because you're introduced to all these characters, and I think characters are like a big see. Part. Yeah, to me, um, I would think of Trip more as Rob Lowe. I don't like that Rob Lowe is of an age now <laughs> where we cast him as an, a full adult human's parent. I'm still in the spot where, like, mentally I'm like, oh, yeah, like a Tom Selleck kind of age or something. But Tom Selleck is very old now, too. Rob Lowe, older. Oh, yeah, Rob Lowe is cute. Yeah. Rob Lowe is very handsome. I would even do, like, today's Brad Pitt without any 
That is actually a possibility because he's fallen from bed. Yeah. Very hard it looks. Tom Selleck I could get, but Tom Selleck to me is just your too old. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, he's he very is. much too old now. Yeah. But like yeah. Tom Selleck in his prime was law enforcement dad. Like mm-hmm. there's no way for him to get out of that stereotype. It's what he looks like. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, the reason Rob Lowe came to mind is Rob Lowe's currently starring in 911 Lone Star, where he is the dad of another firefighter. He's the uh, captain uh, of the firehouse. Okay. And his little adult son is one of the paramedics in the firehouse. So I do associate that he is old enough to have a fully grown child. <laughs> I don't like this idea. Rob Lowe is still like baby Rob Lowe in my mind. Oh, no, definitely. Look at that. That's that's just he doesn't there. seem old enough for this, but he is. It's just in my mind he's stuck in like West Wing days. Brooding. Like if the woman next to him was slightly younger, that could have been a good picture. No. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess Proen would be Charlize Theron for me. No. Okay. I can see that, and then I, I feel like goal. Gulliver, which probably because he has an arcade and is a little nerdy, um, Zachary Levi. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Oh, that's I, good casting. Yeah. I think for the other for <laughs> well, the other one, actually managed to cast something. <laughs> for for the other one, the other like who who's the the name of the the guy that was like yeah what about that girl over there? Bobby. Yeah, the Irish I, guy. I, I I like yeah. So he is Irish. Do they say that in there? Because I imagine him being redheaded. <laughs> I don't know if he's... I can't remember if they say no, he's redheaded, but no, he's, he, I'm pretty sure he's Irish. He's Irish, because they mentioned, yes. like, he's ever been to Ireland in that whole mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. They, no, they, that conversation's with Gulliver. Oh, okay. Gulliver yeah, is sure. Irish. Um, but Dobby isn't described as a redhead or not. He is. He's from Kansas. He is described as being very short. Oh, okay, okay. And I can just picture him um, kind of balding almost. <laughs> well, like, what is um, picturing? And I can't think of what, it. What, what's his I'm name? Really bad at names. Who, who's the guy they just they just announced or showed? Naima, one of the brothers from Supernatural. Hey, they're not short, but it's, one of them I, looks way shorter than the other. Apples is six three. <laughs> he looks shorter. He looks way shorter than the other one. He ju- he just comes off shorter. Jared Padalecki is like six, like six. That's why. That's what I'm saying. Like on screen, he looks like he's like this, like maybe like five ten looking ass dude. Uh, that's what I love about that show. Everyone they cast is over five eleven, or they wouldn't fit on the screen. <laughs> I was perfect, and I missed my shot. I was also like twelve. So, <laughs> but no, yeah, I liked the or or Dobby could be like a Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like I just feel like. Kind of on the shorter side, kind of petiter. I could also see uh, Gordon Levitt being um, like Irish. I don't know why, but I could still Wait, see he, it. He's a talented actor. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can do it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good. We're Nora Roberts' book for her. You're welcome. Um. <laughs> I just, I just want to say while, while we're in this, I want to I want to apologize to Naima for being here, so she doesn't feel as comfortable. Maybe like fan casting who's the most handsome person or something. <laughs> like, oh, I'm perfectly fine with. Yeah, I just 
I, I don't think that's Naima. You know that. I just, I, 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 I happen to know Naima thinks that Zachary Levi is very handsome, and she had a more restrained response to this when you cast him right now than I feel oh, like yeah. she would have otherwise had. Wait, do you love Zachary Levi? <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. <laughs> He's like such a nice person and he's very attractive. This is a whole conversation for after podcast, but there is a variety of Christmas commercials you just need to watch that will light up your heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a YouTube channel with these commercials. <laughs> I'll join it. <laughs> the Zachary Levi Fan Club podcast. But, but yeah. in any case, so last summer at the end after Jim's death Dolly waved a kitchen knife at Rowan got fired she comes back this season looking for a job because she's got a baby and claims to have found Jesus because that it's fixes that's, everything that's the baby she found the baby Jesus it doesn't not the whole <laughs> baby's name is Shiloh so oh. that's a cute name in any case um, so TJ the Chief lets her come back to cooking, uh, but lets her know she's on thin ice. Rowan goes to basically, look, let's get this over and done with. I'm not going to tiptoe around you. I don't, I'm not planning on making waves or problems for you. Don't make problems for me. We'll be fine. Dolly goes a little bit off the deep end, but it sorts itself out. <laughs> he says it's you well, that should have died instead of him. Farther off the deep end, yeah. when Rowan walks into her room to have pig's blood smeared all over, and what is it, die you whore or something? Something she says die you whore, but she wrote something else. But either way, all of it was inappropriate. <laughs> okay, oh, I'm trying to look for what. Even if said. you write the nicest message in there, you're like, I hope you have a great day. It's in blood. It's blood. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, she got caught in the act of doing it. Right. It's not like it was there. Like she was still mid room. Like oh, <laughs> <laughs> paintbrush with blood and hand. Like, oh. Burn in hell. Burn with an exclamation point. Because fire. Yeah. Fire. I mean, shoot. Fire. I mean, really, contents like burn on your next jump, like burn in the forest. Why <laughs> hell, though? Everybody burns in hell. <laughs> so, and we've got the building chemistry between Rowan and Gulliver, and they've kissed once at the bar, and then they kiss again at the second fire. But Rowan's very particular about no sex. No, no, no. No. You don't. You don't bang where you work. I'm pretty sure it's his, her own words. <laughs> she yes. she, she is Good very person. much grew up around smoke jumpers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <A> woman. <laughs> she knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, off to the side, her dad, who I've now completely cast as Rob Lowe in my mind, but her dad, <laughs> Iron Man trip, um, is now running a flight school because he needed to retire from the the life of smoke jumping and he's built up this big business because he wants something for for Rowan to walk into when she's done when she's decided she's done smoke jumping and he's falling in love with a 
principal, the middle school principal with bright yep. red curly hair. Who would we cast her as? I mean, I get a Miss Frizzle vibe, but uh, uh, do, okay. I okay. His hair up like no Miss Frizzle, but like attracted Miss Frizzle, like that third yeah. grade teacher well, that you were. No. Who got cast for Miss for Miss Frizzle in the um probably someone awful. I don't know who, but mean, probably someone awful. Oh, I forgot about that. No, they did a new live action one, didn't they? No, I, th- I thought they just yeah, did the cartoon one that everyone was mad at because they they did a really bad job with the artistic There's rendering. Car- she looks nothing like Miss Frizzle should look like. I don't yeah. know who that for so, is. for some reason uh. they were like, yeah, she can have a boring dull nose. Miss Frizzle had a dope nose, guys. <laughs> who is that woman? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. Who could be Miss Frizzle? Oh, so what kind they're of- going to have a Elizabeth Banks play Miss Frizzle. Oh, I don't. I, no, 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 no. She's fine for it. If we're going for the cartoon, no. yeah, this is fine. No. But for the cartoon, yeah. Or, but like, no, this is the live action. No, no. I mean, That's, like, it, if, yeah, we're, if we're cha- if we're chasing what the cartoon character looks like, okay. For Miss Frizzle, yes, that's okay. Not okay for this character. No, yeah. no, okay. For- yeah. I w- <laughs> so what? Well, how, how? This this is a romance thing, right? So this is going to be yeah. the lady from Mad Men, the redhead lady oh. from Mad Men. It's a romance here. It's a romance thing, guys. Come on. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you are right. Who is this lady? Wait a I second. It- Red from Mad Men. Her name is literally. Red. Um, yeah. I- oh no. Yeah. No. Definitely. No. Christina definitely. Hendricks. That's just on point. But yeah, yeah. I just don't know she if that would. person comes off like a teacher in this regard. It's twenty 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 one. It's twenty twenty one. Anyone can look like a teacher or whatever. Anyone can be a teacher. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just well, saying this as, is not as, who we cast as, in as, media as, as a teacher. Specifically points out they did not make teachers look like that when he was a kid. Okay, then then Christina <laughs> Hendricks apparently. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to find a redheaded person to cast mentally because they don't. You, 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 you could also just there is dye in wigs. Yeah, you could always make a thing. Like keep forgetting, like you, well, no, 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 Naima, <laughs> what just happened? We just saw Emily Blunt in that one movie as a really bad, not good redhead. Okay, no, okay. So <laughs> this is the problem with that. I didn't notice she was a redhead. A redhead until to a different scene, and then all of a sudden her hair went from looking like it was brownish Elizabeth, like your hair, to being in the sun, and it was just red. So <laughs> you, oh, you need like a, a skin tone that typically pairs with it. And it's not one that you can just slap makeup on and make happen. Well, that, most actresses that we know to be redheads aren't redheads. They're blonde. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they have, to have the pale skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Having done it, you can do red hair with, with <laughs> like, paste white skin. <laughs> if you've got the paste white skin and the pink undertones, you can be a redhead. <laughs> Like it looks like it's natural. I love how easily we've cast this entire book so far, right? <laughs> lovely, lovely. But uh, she has a proposition for him uh, that she wants to discuss over drinks mm. and a, a new project. You love a what? <laughs> a forward woman who's just mm. like, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> After yeah. the proposal, though, after, after she says, hey, I want you to teach, like, middle schoolers about smoke jumping, and then she's like, also, by the way, I'm totally hitting on you. I totally like you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't clear. 
Just in case it wasn't clear. It's okay if you don't like it back. I still want to do the proposal, but like, yeah, but like, ¿por qué no los dos? <laughs> and he's just like, okay, I'll take you. <laughs> it's like, so no, adorable. It is great. It is great. And so that is where we leave off in the story so far. Obviously, we all know that Rowan and Gully are Gulliver are gonna have the sexy sex. They're gonna do the horizontal monster mash. Sexy sex. Right? Yeah. <laughs> two backs. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna do the two sheet tango, but um, <laughs> horrible names for it. Just like no one's ever come up with a good way of referring to sex. All of them are bad. Knocking knocking boots was okay. I think sound that bad. one's fine. <laughs> Boots works. Yeah. <laughs> was not here for this. She's not here for this. But other uh, than that, any predictions? What I can't precipitate it. I can't do. I can't. I can't do predictions because, as like I Why? mentioned earlier on, I was supposed to listen to obviously the first part of this book. It's split into three parts. Uh-huh. We do three episodes. It con- there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened, and then I ended up just in the second part. Starting from that part, listening to it going forward. I listened to the majority of the second part of the book, so I'm prepared for next week. But <laughs> I know so much. I still don't know how that happened. It I, I know exactly how it happened. Yeah, Remember, I we, so so in the audiobook, you're gonna have to explain how that occurred. In the audiobook, uh, Naima and I, bless you, um, Naima and I were talking about Thank how you. long it would actually be for us to have to listen to the audiobook to fit it in before the podcast today. And so I looked at it and it's mostly split into like 30 minute chapter or yeah, 30 minute chapter chunks. So it's easy to add up, but I wanted to get an exact number. So I went to the second part of the book to see how much time it said had elapsed. Yeah. And then I went back to chapter one, but apparently tapping on chapter one does not select it immediately. And yeah, the second part of the book though, however, does open up like a nice intro to a movie. So it's okay. 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 So, dear listeners, because I didn't announce it at the top, this episode is through chapter 10, mm-hmm. or the first section of the book. Yep. We'll be giving you the other two episodes later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a question for the people who actually read part one. Well, maybe, I mean, there's fires in part two, but... Um, so, I know how forest fires work, and I know the terminology, I know what smoke numbers do, and why what they do works. Do you guys get that from this book? Like what they're doing and how they're stopping the fire? Other than, of course, they they do mention they put hose and they mention the drops. Mm-hmm. But do you guys know exactly how smoke jumpers specifically help fight fires? I know already. Yeah, like, okay. it's like I got some of it from the book and I know some of it outside of the book. But I think little tidbits in at least the first portion of the list of parts that I picked up were like, okay, you have like, a tiny idea depending on like which teams were like where if you were on Rowan's team and who's getting at the like what points mm-hmm. what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just more wondering because like I, I know the terminology so I understand what's going on. But I was wondering if it came across to you guys whether or not you were clear on what they were doing, like forming a line or doing ditch work, I don't cutting down do. work. I don't think what, they do what they mean like it. specifically they don't. And because, mm-hmm. like, specifically, she mentions that 
they do they basically start a small fire for that second that huge second fire which you did not read about Stephen but they they basically they start a line of fire on their own take it out and then they describe how the fire is going to burn itself out but it that's literally how they say it she's going to eat herself but I was like, but people who don't know fire don't know what it means when a fire eats itself kind I think of thing. And that speaks so to the purpose of the book. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I, I was curious. Because clearly Nora Roberts, I mean, she has the money and the time to research all this stuff. And she, you could tell she did a lot of research. She, one of my favorite things that was really mentioned was the sound, the bellowing that a fire makes. is this utterly horrifying yeah. sound to ever hear. And she mentions that sound and stuff like that and the terminology she knows very well I was just wondering if you were understanding it because even to me I was like okay I don't know if I didn't know this if I would get no. what was actually happening I don't think so at yeah. all so I'm going to be very honest I read it kind of the way I read um, about the, the science stuff. or the moon <laughs> just like okay I'm like, you know what you're doing. Uh huh. They're doing things. They're doing things. Skipping through. They're doing things. Get me back to the romance. They're doing things. (laughs) I do have some. Obviously, all of us live on the West Coast and have for most of our lives. So, fire and fire management and control have kind of always, I think, been at least on surface level knowledge to us. no, I do not understand most of the terms that they're using. I figure, you know, yes, I understood that it's going to eat it. It's, she's going to eat herself. Not really because I understood what they were doing from the book's description, but more just the things you catch on the nightly news about the fact that, you know, it's 100% contained and mm-hmm. it's going to, you know, burn itself out and yada, da, 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 you know, all those kinds of they spend more time in this book establishing the fact that everyone is fit and the people who aren't fit, everyone calls a lard ass. They spend yes. more time talking yeah. about that and then really doubling down and then tripling down on that than how like breaking a fire or establishing a fire break works. I'm not going to lie. So when listening to it, I think I did kind of gloss over like there has to be like a three or four line just run on kind of like thing where they're like technical terms technical <laughs> terms and kiss like that's what <laughs> I definitely went from point A to point B and like the rest of this in the middle was like words these are words I caught words. on they were putting out a fire I caught on they were making fires I caught on there were like teams and like squadron and like everything was <laughs> in a very like organized fashion but yeah, there were some things in there that were purely above my head, but they were so far above my head, I did not notice. <laughs> there you go. But uh, Stephen, now that you've listened to the second part, solid predictions? Like, Are, are we, are we going to enjoy part two or does part two start to let us down? No, part two is good. Part two was a great opening for me, so I can only imagine it being an even better continuation. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Any last thoughts? Uh, please make this move as Zachary I think. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll put a call into Nora Roberts. We'll, we'll reach out. We'll so, reach out. <laughs> I, I was trying to find something uh, like earlier today for Nora Roberts, and 
if you type in Nora Roberts into Google, one of like the first two searches, yeah. if not the first search is, is Nora Roberts real? People think she's more like, she's, oh, she's like I mean, a William Shakespeare kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, is this, yeah, is this just a conglomerate? The the no, no. Nope. And then all of, all of her social media is done through her like personal assistant. I yeah. think personal assistant or something like she's she she does not she's a hologram well it makes sense yeah. like she, she writes as her, I'm well, not surprised she's at <laughs> what I think they said 227 this year of like novel like she just sits in her house and goes just and so I, I, she, 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 might- she travels she sits she writes she yeah. she publishes three books a year three books every single year new <sighs> what that's just, a lot I, I, I want to be there. She's like a, she's like a Clive Cussler, where it's like she had like a massive stroke years ago, and they just have like her left hand like tied to a pen, and it just like does it while, while she just lays there motionless. That's just mm-hmm. she's achieving her life goal, and she's very happy. But that's how she gets them that that many out. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. On that lovely note, Naima, where can people find you online? I am on Instagram as Ema Janan and also as other places, other pages. Um, and I'm also on Twitter as Ema Janan. Jessica, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter as JM Bailey writes. And Stephen, if people want to reach out to you about the Nora Roberts conspiracy, where can they find you? <laughs> Hashtag Nora Roberts is a hologram. Uh, no, yeah, you, you can find me across all social media as some variation of Peppermint Gentleman. Uh, for Twitter, that's Peppermint Gent for short. And you can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. Archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts can be found on our website, geekalitemedia.com. Please remember to rate and review us on any podcatcher that you use. It helps other people find us. If you've got a couple extra dollars this summer and are looking to support somebody, we jump on over to our Patreon page. We could always use the support to put out more podcasts like this. But until next time, this is the love of pages reminding you to keep turning your pages and always remember to... Geek Geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast.